This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 16. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. Today, Blake, let's talk about cultivating a team that solves problems together and doesn't just bitch about issues. Mm. And when I think of that, we've talked about this before. We've kind of talked about ideas and things like that, but really the big word that comes to my mind is collaboration. What in an organization does collaboration look like? Yeah. So I thought you were going to say the word was bitch because you really oh, emphasized yeah. that. So <laughs> it's true. It's for a loop. Um, <laughs> so collaboration, what does collaboration look like? First off, collaboration will, like we can get into what it looks like, but uh, it will never work if you don't have that environment that allows collaboration and allows people to talk and allows people to have a voice and use their experiences and all the other things that we're going to talk about today. Um, I almost want to like give you the like, here's the thing now before we walk out of this podcast. And that is that you have to cultivate an environment that allows this. Yeah. And that isn't going to be like, how dare you say these things? And how, what, what do you mean things aren't perfect? No, of course nothing's perfect. Yeah. Um, collaboration is going to look drastically different from place to place and even dealing with certain things. But the idea of collaboration is, I think, where we have to allow that to come into play. Uh, what is collaboration not? It's not one person bitching about something and the other person solving it. Let's just right. get that out yeah. the gate real quick. Like you, you using the word bitching earlier, um, you're, you're right. It can become that very quickly. Collaboration is not a place for you to come and speak all your things that you know you're right about and waiting for everybody else to bow down and serve your idea. That's not collaboration. That's you being a prick. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's just get that out of the way real quick. That's not what this is. Collaboration is bringing all the, the, all the ideas, not, not like we bring the greatest and we bring the worst and right. we get to the greatest by going through some of, I don't even know if worst is the right one starters, right? Like yeah, we, yeah. we get ideas moving and, and then they come out to the fruition it's always disgusting to look back after seeing what a final product is and seeing its its beginning. I love doing it because I think it's enjoyable, but yeah. like as a creative, when you look back and you're like, Ooh, was that really where I started with this idea? Yeah. Like I, I'll tell you Ridgeline, our company where it's at today is never where I, I thought it would be. And also it's not how I thought it would get there. Right. Mm, yeah. And, and I think that leads us into the the rest of this okay so i think the first thing that's really important as we talk about collaboration as a means of problem solving okay so this is not just like working together with your peers that's right. not what this is about this is about collaborative problem solving it's important to leadership because in order to grow and gain ownership and 
create good stuff, you do need to have collaborative problem solving. Not all the time. You know, we talked about that a little bit either last week or a couple weeks ago, but it's not always one form of um, leadership or one form of problem solving that's going to get us to the best place. Okay. True. But if people are not just a means to the product, but are part of the product, they will know the product well in which they work. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have way more opportunity to get a better product with people who are part of the product than by us um, and us just being high level leaders or managers or whatever, just pulling levers, you're never going to get the truest feel for a product than with those who are in the product as well. Yeah. And so I just, I know that we're, we miss so much when we think that, oh yeah, no, I, I used to be out there. So I know exactly what, no, we don't, we don't know what it's like right now. We don't know how it feels. We don't know the experiencing. We forget things very Mm -hmm. quickly and collaboration is super important if not only just to remind, but also to bring all of that experience that they already have to the table along with us, because I only have so much. I only have so right. much experience. I only have so much um, that I developed with in whatever years I've got in this industry. That's mm. all I've got. I love getting other people's stuff. I love getting their experience to the game. I love when they start bringing things to the mix and have great ideas and other perspectives because it's something I don't have. Uh, This recently happened uh, with uh, a good buddy of mine out of San Antonio uh, who I've met by just getting to know people, right? And I've met in the trade association we're a part of and he's on the code-making panel and an issue came up that... I kind of thought, I think it's this, but maybe it's not. And I hit him up and was just like, hey, man, you are much smarter than me. You have way more experience. What are your thoughts? And he goes, well, I think you're right here, but actually I think it, it's supposed to have this, but I'm not 100% sure. So let me pull out from my guy who's even deeper in the code panel on this section to bring understanding here. And we hit him up and he said, he was like, here's the answer and here's why. And it was so simple and it was not what we thought. We were totally in other perspectives. And when he said it, we were all like, oh. Yeah. And I could have spent another however many years trying to come to that, but why? When somebody can help solve the problem and not the way I solved it because I would have just kept running into the same wall, but reaching out to somebody else who has that qualification, man, that just brought so much more to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're able to solve problems now using way more qualified resources. And so like even assuming that problem solving is the thing that's going to bring the best solution here in a collaborative way, what we get to learn is that um, we don't have to go through the hard way, that we can learn through the way of somebody else's experience. Um, we can go through learning by fire all the time, or we can lean on the, on the fact that somebody else came from a different background and from a different uh, path into this industry and mm-hmm. has different perspectives and has experienced the hardship of these things already. And I can either get the honor of gleaning from that, from the right. pain that they experienced and that they would bless me enough to share that. So I wouldn't have to, yeah. or I can continue to run into that wall 
And I'll tell you what, guys, running into the wall gets old. It, it hurts. Starts hurting a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, and you can see my head's getting more and more deformed as the, the years <laughs> go on. And I, I just am trying to learn, like, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't the best way to do this. Yeah. Um. Somebody however, else. Go ahead. Somebody else builds a door for you. Walk through it rather than trying to build your own door. Yeah, bust through a wall on your own. Doesn't that sound yeah. smart? Yeah. And that's what collaboration can do is it can bring all that experience and those, the exposure that somebody else has had that I haven't had hmm. um, and bring it to light. I constantly am learning new things in an industry that about four years ago, I thought I knew everything in. And now I'm just like, man, I really don't know anything. And it's yeah. great that these people are bringing light to this. Right. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it, like even organizationally, as we collaboratively problem solve, um, more and more on our team for sure, day-to-day -day problems, but also like just bigger organizational issues that we're having. It's going to bring so much more ownership to the people solving the problems instead of, well, Blake just keeps doing this and Blake does this and he's not thinking about this and yep. hold on. It's, it's, this isn't even about me. It's about our team being able to come to solve a problem that can make us better, can make yeah. us bigger, better, better, you know, all those fun things we say. Um, collaboration is going to bring an ownership to those who help and have a hand in doing so. And they're going to find that intrinsical ownership of the company, which is just the best. Having that purpose connection is super important. And I, and just think even back on yourself and just your life, like we are the products of collaboration. Yeah. And I can get like super dorky and be like sex, right? It's collaboration. And you're the response. <laughs> like I could go that, that way, but that's not what I'm talking yes. about. I'm actually speaking more like intentionally with those who have been in our lives and how they've affected who we are today. Yes. Um, and, and just that collaboration of working with people has brought so much more out of it. And it's let me see that there are great ideas absolutely everywhere. I think it was, uh, Isaac Newton said, mm, it might not be Isaac Newton, but I'm going to give him props. And if it's not, I would love it if somebody else gave props to the right guy. But I think he's the one who said that ideas are in the air. Might have been Einstein, right? Like, uh, might even been Mark Twain. I feel like I've got to say those big names that have a bunch of quotes. <laughs> if it was you, I am so sorry. Um, but the idea is just that, like, ideas are in the air and whether we bring them down into like by myself or by collaboration, somebody's going to, they're in the air and it's time to bring them down. And I think collaboration and problem solving and, and new creative solutions is, is the way to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you've heard it said that we are the product of the five people that are around us. That's collaborative, mm -hmm. right? So that's why we become very intentional about who we surround ourselves with for that, you know, heavier majority of the time. Um, yeah. One of the things too, as you're talking about collaboration that I keep thinking of too, is this gives your team a voice, right? So this gives them the opportunity to speak up on things, to, to bring ideas and even sometimes problems to light. Yeah. One of the things that, um, that you kind of hit on earlier, and I want to bring out too, is that as we're looking at problems, we have a limited vision or a limited view of what the problem is because we have a limited knowledge. 
right? When we bring everyone together, we give the team the voice to bring these things up. It also gives us a more full picture of what the issue actually is. So good. And that gives us a better path towards solving it versus just solving a portion of it. Mm -hmm. And this is where it comes into the play where we keep seeing, you know, this problem just keeps coming up over and over and over again. And I'm sure we've all experienced that in our organizations, maybe in our lives. And it may be because we haven't asked the question, what are the other parts of this issue? What are the other pieces that need to be brought up that your team needs to bring up? Gosh, yeah, dude, that, that just like even tripwired me into the thought, like even we use EOS and there's a section called issues and the mm. IDS is identify, discuss and solve. Well, collaboration, I think, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think so much of creative collaborative problem solving is identifying the issues Sure, we're going to discuss and we're going to have a lot of good stuff get thrown into the bingo bingo ball spinner of all the possible solutions. Hmm. But you're right. Sometimes we don't spend enough time on identifying certain problems that are causing and wreaking havoc all over our yeah. organizations and our teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we do that, it gives us that opportunity to learn more, right? As we do ask, what are the other issues? As we ask, how do I identify this issue? We start gaining new perspectives on how to accomplish some of these things. How do we fix some of these problems? I know you and I have sat in, in sessions before we've brought up a problem or someone's brought up a problem and then someone brings up a solution and we look at each other and go, holy shit, I never would have thought of that. Right. You know, and those moments, those moments are great moments because now we're looking outside of just our own limited knowledge to yeah. be able to create these, these, or see these new perspectives, sometimes even new methods mm. to solving problems that exist. It may be an ongoing thing that we deal with on a recurring basis. It may not be something that we have to solve once and done, but even in, in those moments of solving larger issues, we may come across a learning opportunity where we can find a new method to fix a certain problem or a certain issue that we constantly come across, maybe an installation. Um, there, there's all sorts of new perspectives and methods that come out when we have that collaboration, because now we have a group of minds that are working together. Um, and that gives us that opportunity to learn even more. Mm, so good, man. And in coordination, like even what you're talking about, those perspectives, those new methods that come up, we start to be more efficient mm. in in our problem solving, in our collaboration, because we get to see how valuable it is and that we're not going to keep trying our own way of doing things, right? That way it's always been done. I'm just going right. to keep slamming the hammer against it and eventually it'll break through. But we start seeing these new efficiencies and we're going to see the power in collaboration because the mind of a person who is stuck in their ways is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And you're not going to get very far and you're not going to make good problems solved by doing it that way. And that's, I think sometimes we just have to check our ego at the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the best thing to come since sliced bread. Okay. I haven't said that in, in a while. So I felt like I needed to pull it out. Okay. <laughs> you're not the best thing yes. since that. Right. And if you can see that the big why to all of this problem solving is to solve problems, 
yeah. then it doesn't matter. You are not in that equation. Ridge, Ridgeline or your organization or your team is that, is that point yeah. that's going to be the one that solves the problem. And you're going to have that greater connection to everything you're doing when you get the hell out of the way and allow the problem to be solved. And that is not an easy thing to do because we all believe, sorry guys, we do, we believe we're the best thing yeah. since sliced freaking bread, which yeah. we're not, okay? So with saying that, there are some things we need to know when we go into these collaborative settings or sessions with other team members to solve problems that we've, we've got to allow to happen. Uh, we've got to cultivate, you know, the whole beginning of this, you talked about cultivating the right environment for this problem solving. So it's not just plain out bitching, right? Right. Well, cultivating the team and cultivating the environment that allows this kind of um, collaborative problem solving is not, it's not something that just happens. Like mm. the weeds that come up in your grass are not collaborative problem solvers. They're right. problems, right? Yes. So we have to see it that way that whatever we're about to do here has got to have an element of cultivation. Mm. Okay. So first, the first thing I think that needs to be there is you have to believe that everyone has something to offer. You have to so believe good. it. Yeah. If you don't believe that, you're going to be an asshole. You're going to stop things. You're going to stop growth before it even starts. Yeah. And you will be the anti-cultivator mm. of your environment and of your team, you will be it. So you have to believe that your team has something to offer. And I think too, with that, your creative problem solving sessions, if that's what you want to call it, if you don't believe that they do have something to offer, it does. It, it's going to degrade into a bitch session in your mind. You all you're going to hear is the issues and the problems. You're not going to be hearing where the solutions are. And the thing is, in order sometimes to get to the bottom of the problem, you're going to have to talk about other problems. Mm. You're going to have to talk about what the issues are. Yeah. And it's going to sound initially like everybody's whining, everybody's complaining, everybody has problems. The reality is you've got to get to the, the bottom, like we talked about earlier, of identifying what the real issue is mm. and understand that your team has something to offer in the solution too. Yeah. But they can't bring about the solution. They can't offer any type of solution if they're constantly thinking, this is another problem that I have to bring up. I have to say this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point because all those things that we have to be able to identify, they don't become super crystal clear in a moment, right? Um, a lot of times the solutions are what I, I call tripwire ideas because I think mm -hmm. that there are like these these things, and, and that's kind of a marketing term, but I've kind of connected it to the idea of ideas, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times collaborative problem solving doesn't go, all right, we've clearly identified the problem. Here's a solution. All in favor? Aye. Okay. And then <laughs> right. we walk out. That's not collaboration. Yeah. That's like collaborative. I don't know. Ask agreement. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. even know the right. Yeah, exactly. So that's not it. But a lot of times when you have good collaborative uh, problem solving and you're allowing things to flow, you're going to see that an idea trips to another idea, which trips to another idea, which trips to 12 other iterations till you come to that place that it is the right solution. Yeah. 
because we kept chipping away. It's almost like, you know, I hear of these, these like carvers or stone chiselers who say that the art is there. The creation is there. We just have to keep chipping away at it until we come to the conclusion of what it is. All right. we're doing is unveiling what it is. So a lot of times a good tripwire idea, when you look back at like, Hey, that one person said this. And at first I was like, what the hell is that guy talking about? But then like 10 iterations from that point, we have something that it's like, Oh my gosh, but you never would have got there. If somebody didn't jump, just jump into the lake and at least make some splashing so that you knew where to go. Right. Right. It, it took that, that one person to be that tripwire idea person because not all our ideas are at the final product right at the beginning. They have to trip into one another. And that kind of comes from that same idea of like uh, the creativity ink where they talk about mm -hmm. no idea being singular that that plays into this greatly as well. Yeah. Um, I, Kind of having said that, I do think it's important to say if you're cultivating an environment that allows creative problem solving, um, and if, if you don't want that, you don't have to do that, but don't act like it exists either. Okay. So if you don't want to have that in your organization or in your team, that's fine, but you're not also not going to get the best out of your team. And I'm just going to throw that out there right now. But one important part to cultivating an environment that allows that is to be very weary of problem solving, like all problem solving being collaborative. Okay. So sometimes a decision does just need to be made and we just need to have somebody pull the trigger and do the thing. Not every time you're like, I don't know, therefore I must need a collaborative. No, you don't. Okay. This is for maybe bigger things. I don't think this is something that we're going to have all the time. It, yeah. It's something we're going to have sometimes. Okay. So be weary of being like every bit of problem solving you ever do needing to be collaborative because then you're never going to trust some of the, the gut intuition that you need to have and some of the experiential growth that you need to go through. I mean, we need to have that as well. So I think it's, it's just important to say, be, be weary that all problem solving becomes that. Yeah, absolutely. That can, that's a big, a big trap to fall into that you've got to watch out for. Another thing that's really crucial to collaborative problem solving is clear lines of communication. Mm. You've got to have within your teams and then also between the teams. Mm. So this is something in my role that, that I focus on a lot is making sure that my teams can work well together as a team, first off. So my operations team, my finance team, my sales and marketing team, they've got to work internally really well together relationally. And then that gives them the opportunity to be able to problem solve within those teams. Now, the other side of this too, is making sure that each of those teams can work with each other because sometimes there's an organizational issue that crosses all those teams. I can't fix that on my own. I need those teams to come together and work together. You have to have those lines of communication open and the willingness for your people. Again, this all goes back to cultivating this, uh, this culture of collabor collaborative problem solving. You've got to have that open lines of communication to be able to have that time where people feel comfortable being vulnerable sometimes and being, like you said, that first person to splash around the water and say, this may not be the end idea, but we got to get something started. Right. Yeah. We've got a couple tools that we've talked about. Um, and one tool that I know we've used in the past that really helps with getting the ball rolling on this, Blake, um, is called the what if game. 
And I know this is something you introduced me to. So do, do you mind kind of talking about that and tell us a little bit more what the what is the what if game and how do we play it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually kind of cool now that I'm thinking about the what if game because um, we're about to have somebody on our podcast here in a couple of weeks, I believe, Dustin Peed, who is the one who introduced me to this game. So it's kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just thinking about that. But the what if game is basically what if we had unlimited time and unlimited resources? How could we solve this problem together? And so you leave it out there, not having all those things that we always stop an idea about like, oh, I don't, there's not enough time for that. There's not enough money. We have to have a clear cut, blah, 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 in order to blah, blah, blah. And we never end up having that clear cut time or that clear cut money to do that thing anyway. So it's better to just start from a place of abundance instead of a place Mm -hmm. of scarcity. And I think that's what this game does so well i keep saying a game there's not like oh and you get a point and you get a point it's more like right. hey well let's let's just get to that place so that we can work through this collaboratively in abundance instead of scarcity so the what if game then allows people to go to that place of imagination and subconscious that uh we don't like talking about because we're american uh, and <laughs> and allows us to go there yeah. to solve problems creatively and collaboratively because we're bouncing things off of each other and we're not in control of where the idea is going, which is kind of fun sometimes because then you're subconscious, which sometimes, I mean, think about the the times that you've tried to figure out something so for so long, so many different ways, and you just kind of get it. And then you just had like a weekend off and then mm-hmm. you came back and it was there. It's because your subconscious had the answer. You didn't. Okay. Yeah. And you had to allow yourself um, to get to that place. So to, a lot of this what if game and this collaborative problem solving offers a lot of that same stuff because you're not in control. So right. it's it's a good kind of balance. I'd say the other thing would be what we talked about, uh, IDS, the yeah. Identify, Discuss, Solve. It's mm-hmm. a good framework for this as well. But just allowing it, people to like say, what is the problem? And when someone says what the problem is, I'm going to show you and tell you one of my favorite tools. Um, it's called What Else? or and okay so is it someone's like this is the problem you can go okay cool what else and they're like well no i just told you the problem be like yeah but like what else what if it's more yeah and then all of a sudden people start bringing more out and there's some awkward moments where you say what else and people are just like nothing and (laughs) then you can say the other fun thing is well that's cool we've got time i can wait here and then people like shit i gotta think about it and I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't I think it's awesome to do that, but I think our stubborn selves will do that is yeah. that we just don't want to throw things out there because it's dangerous. And yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta lean into that and take the shot and get in there, try to identify the problem, discuss what all the things and solutions possibly could be, and then come up with a solve. And yeah. I think the thing is once you're at a solve, just do it. Okay. Yep. You don't have to like, we'll keep adjusting. We're always adjusting. Okay. We're going to always be adjusting. So just do it quickly and you're going to be happy for it. Yeah. One thing I do want to make sure we mention too, when we talk about identify, discuss and solve, it's going to be your natural tendency to spend a lot of time on the discussion. We're all really good at talking, but we're not all really good at, like you're saying, identifying what else and, and what else? Once you get to that point where you actually understand and you've actually identified it, the discussion portion takes a lot less time. 
And then the solve should be very quick. Yeah, I think there are a couple other things, a couple other like, hey, watch out for this kind of stuff. And it's the person who knows everything. Hmm. You're going to have to gently help them understand that they don't have all the answers in a, in a gentle way. You can be gentle about it, okay? But I think there are going to be people who you're going to hear in the what if game. You're going to be like, hey, what if we did this? And someone's going to be like, no. And they're going to be like that horn. <laughs> <laughs> no, won't work. Immediate Here's why I know things. Well, I've done that before and it didn't work. Right. Well, that's cool, but like, could it work now? No. Why? I play the why game to those people. Sometimes that helps them understand maybe there are new solutions. Maybe it didn't work back then, but now we have new variables that change the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the, the right answer for you and your team is not going to be the same today as it will be in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. We're always going through these iterations and adjustments and evolution of our growth. We need to allow that to happen. And so that means the right idea at the wrong time is not the right idea, but it might be something to store for later. So having a good list of like, hey, this is, I think this is a good idea. It's not for now because we don't have the resources or the time. And, you know, they don't have, uh, hover mobiles for the public yet. But right. when that happens, this is a damn good idea and we need to hop yeah. on it quick. There, there is so much growth in that kind of collaborative problem solving. Yeah. So if you can identify the people who are going to hurt rather than help, you should. Okay. And you, you got to be the cultivator. Don't let the weed take over. Okay. Yeah. Um, just clip it, fix it. And uh, <laughs> we can go on from there. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot about this how often really should we collaborate? Mm. Oh, and I'm, I'm seeing that you're asking that question and I'm pissed because I asked you that question and I know you did had a discussion and now <laughs> I'm just pissed that I'm the one answering it because I really like that question. No, I don't want you to answer it now. Okay. Man, sorry, everybody. You're getting to see us fight. Mom and dad don't fight like this. I promise. Anyway, public. um, yeah, I, I think collaborative problem solving is far less than most people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's crucial, but it doesn't mean that I think we should always be collaborative problem solving. I think it's it, it really is best when it's like a 10% like intentional focus collaboration and 90% getting your shit done. Okay, when, when we flip that and it's 90% like, collaborative problem solving. So a lot of time we just don't do things. And yeah. so very similar that I think, you know, or whoever it was who said that it should be what 1% vision, 99% alignment. I think there's, it is important that we problem solve correctly, but I do think it's important that we also grind and get the things done that need to get done so that the problem that we're solving actually gets accomplished. Like just because we come up with a conclusion of how to solve a problem doesn't mean it's solved. And I think right. a lot of times we want to believe it is because we had a really good session and yeah, but you got to put, you got to put your foot to the shovel and start digging. Otherwise that tree is still never going to grow because it never got planted. Okay. Yeah. So there has to be the other side to see if the problem solving you came up with was right or needs adjusted or it needs tossed out altogether. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, so one of the things I really wanted to follow up with here, um, cause we, we really talked about action already. You already mm-hmm. said this, mm-hmm. 
we absolutely must take those next steps. Yeah. One of the best ways to do this, this is something that we do in our organization, is once we have a solve, we don't consider it solved until someone has a to-do based on that solve. Mm, that action has to take place. The to-do has to be created. Otherwise, it's just a really nice session of, of stroking each other's egos and saying, look at the great ideas we've come up with. Nothing is actually solved or, or there's no problems that are taken care of at that point. Yeah. I think in, in IDS as well, which again, I, I keep saying it because we're used to that acronym and that's not fair to everyone else, but it's identify, sure. discuss, and discuss solve. And solve. Yep. Okay. When you're doing that, the solve version, solve portion. So identify is where we should be spending a ton of our time really clearly understanding that we understand the problem. Hmm. Next, it's it's get the collaboration out there, start getting some tripwire ideas, get moving on how to come to a solution. But if you're going to offer the ability to allow a collaborative solve, so the S part there, then that means that there needs to not be politics. And a lot of times, like if you are always the one who needs to be speaking at the end, you're politicking. Okay. Yeah. And so one thing we do on our team is when we get to the solve portion on IDS, um, we, we only allow everyone one time to speak. So anything that can be said at the end, you better have your perfect perspective set at this point because you don't get another time. And I struggle with this. I always want to be the last guy who gets to say that one thing that like changes the game and everyone's nope. You just got to trust that your people are also going to care about the solve and they're going to create the best solve. It's hard, but it, it's going to be good as a leader to allow that kind of permission in a solve because there is great danger to be the lone genius mm. and it's a lonely and you don't enjoy it and you get really tired really quick. The best result here is that you are not the lone genius, but you have a team of collaborative people around you problem solving and making things better because they care about it. Absolutely. Man, I couldn't have said it better. Um, one thing to just kind of bring out as a little tidbit here at the end, um, Henry Ford was the one who said, the air is full of ideas. <laughs> Dang it, I missed him. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. Oh, Henry. Uh, yeah, his full quote is actually really phenomenal. The, the air is full of ideas. They are knocking you in the head all the time. You only have to know what you want then forget it and go about your business. Suddenly the idea will come through. Hmm. It was there the whole time. Wow, that was good. That was oh, so yeah. good. Henry Ford is, yeah, that man. Anyway, um, remember collaboration is a key to creative problem solving. Your team knows these issues better than you think that you do. Remember, that we don't forget that we're not the ones who have all the answers. Um, and they have ideas for this for solutions that you may not and probably won't even consider. Play the what-if game. Trust that your team has more to offer. Remember that the other one, identify, discuss, and solve. And don't forget, nothing is solved until a to-do is created and an action is called out. Thanks for joining us this time on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next week. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song.